Hello, and welcome to Equipping the Saints. I'm Ryan, and thank you for joining us today. We are quickly approaching the end of May, and June 1st is when we will be kicking off our plan to read the Bible in a year. I hope you're as excited as I am to participate in this worthwhile endeavor. If you happen to be listening to this well after June 1st, there's nothing to worry about. You can start whenever is convenient for you. If this challenge feels too grand a feat that you won't be able to finish, I want to encourage you today. God wants you to know him. And if you trust him to give you the strength, motivation, and time to get this done, then he certainly will help you do so. Isaiah 55, 10-11 says this, For as the rain and snow come down from heaven, and do not return there without watering the earth, and making it produce and sprout, and providing seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so will my word be which comes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty without accomplishing what I desire, and without succeeding in the purpose for which I sent it. God is promising you that when he speaks, it's for a reason. He has already spoken in his word, and it was not a pointless activity. Just like the rain, the word of God causes growth in his children and provides life to those who walk this earth, yet they are dead in their trespasses. He promises us that his words will never fail or come back to him empty-handed. Isn't our God an awesome God? What I wanted to do this episode was to help maximize the effectiveness and retention of God's word anytime you pick up the Bible. Let me remind you that God is in control of the education and wisdom you will receive from reading his word. I'm just a guide. And when you read it, you're being guided by the Spirit himself. Our responsibility is to set ourselves up to be as attentive and receptive as possible. So, here are five things that I do to help absorb the word as best as possible. Number one, pick a time and place that's quiet. Now, this one seems kind of self-explanatory, but it's extremely important to build a solid routine when it comes to Bible reading. Some people work better at this during the day and the early hours of the morning. Some people do this on their lunch break. Some people are better at studying the Bible right before bed. They're all good. But what's important is that you have not only a particular time that you can commit to, but also finding a place where you will not be interrupted. I have three small children, and that's hard to do sometimes, which is why personally I get up early and I do all of my studies then so that I have no interruptions. But I know that other people work differently than I do. So, but as long as you find a time and a place that is secluded, isolated, by yourself, make sure that's a priority because it is a biblical concept too. Think about what Jesus did when he walked the earth. It says that he would wake up before the sun would rise and he would go somewhere quiet, out of the way, out of the city, and he would pray and spend time with the Lord there. And we should follow that example. Number two, 
always know the context. And to me, this one is a very important one. What I mean about this is a lot of times we fall into this trap as Christians or especially in the commercial side of Christianity, you know, the selling of posters, the daily devotions, things like that, where a lot of times we take particular scriptures out of context and they're not understood properly the way that God wants us to know them. So, for example, the scripture says in Philippians, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. By itself, that sounds amazing, right? I can do anything and God will strengthen me. But that's not how Paul was trying to get his point across. If you read the verses before that, he describes how Christ is satisfactory to him and causes him to be content. It's not just saying that anything you do, Christ will do it in his strength. He could, but it doesn't mean that everything in life will be under Christ's strength. I can jump out of a plane without a parachute thinking that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, but there are some things that you cannot do that would cause a violation of the laws of gravity or it's common sense. So that is one thing that is taken out of context, as well as other scriptures that have a very similar feel to it. And, you know, what's this isn't anything new, because why do we have so many different religions out there? Why do we have Catholicism? And for the Protestants, why do we have Methodists and Lutherans and Baptists and Episcopalians? Why aren't we just Christians? Well, it's because of not understanding the proper context or having differing opinions of the context of certain verses. So it's important to know the context. And how do you do that? Simply put, it's good when you, if you're going to study a particular part of Scripture to know what's happening before and what's happening a little bit afterwards, getting the overall setting of the Scripture that's being discussed. And in doing so, you get a good idea of what's really being talked about here. Is the Scripture talking about the kingdom of Israel, or is it talking about a believer? Is it referring to a particular place, a particular person? Is this during the millennial kingdom, or is this during the present day? Who's talking here? Is it an angel talking, or is it God talking? So, in the list goes on and on. So, it's important to know the context of what you're reading. Number three, don't read too much at once. Now, this is for Bible study. Okay, What we're going to be doing, reading the Bible in a year, is a Bible reading. But this should not replace Bible study. So the proper way to study the Bible is, one, of course, knowing the context. But secondly, don't read too much at once. Usually the right thing to do would be to just do a section of a chapter or a chapter of a particular area of the Bible that you're interested in, and spending your time just pouring over that thing, reading it multiple times, dissecting the words, dissecting the sentences apart, trying to get the deeper meaning of what is being said in the text. And with that, that is where the wealth of knowledge is, and you're going to dig a hole. 
believing that if you dig this hole, you're going to find treasure underneath it. If you pick a particular spot, you focus on that one spot, and you start digging, tearing it apart piece by piece, going an inch further down, a foot further down, meters down, until you hit rock bottom, and you've exhausted that verse. The Puritans were really good about this. What they would do is they would pick a section of scripture, usually one verse, and they would write books about it. It was like taking a kitchen sponge and just wringing it out, just grabbing it, twisting it, trying to wring out as much content and moisture and life out of that verse. And the Puritans did a fantastic job of doing that. There's many books that still exist today on what they wrote. So that's what God calls us to do with his word, is to not only just read it superficially, glossing over it, but really getting down and dirty with the text and picking it apart, analyzing every piece of it, looking for life in it. And that's how we grow in knowledge of God. Number four. Choose a piece of scripture to chew on. When you do your personal study, there may be a small piece of that that really caught your eye, or God is speaking to you about this particular section of a verse or a couple of verses that just like jumped off the pages at you. And when you take that and you think about it, you take it to work, you take it to school, take it to wherever you go. It occupies your mind throughout the day. You're thinking about, what does this mean? How can I use this better? Lord, speak to me through this verse and help me understand it to become a part of me. So not only does this help you memorize it, but it also causes you to meditate on it. And there are several scriptures throughout the Bible that talk about meditating on God's word, spending time there, thriving in it. The literal Hebrew language is that of like a cow that chews its cud. And in the same way, we should be chewing on the word of God like it's our cud. Not exactly the best mental picture, but that's the point that is being told to us. And lastly, number five, look for Christ in the text. The entire Bible was written about Jesus Christ and for Jesus Christ. He's everywhere in the Bible, from the very beginning to the very end. And he wants you to find him there, because he is the creator of all things, and he is the sustainer of life, and he is the one that will cause you to grow in knowledge of him. So many of the things written in the Bible are directly related to him. Some are easier to identify than others. For example, when we look at the beginning of the book of Genesis, And we see Adam and Eve in the garden interacting with Satan in the serpent. And God announces the curse of the snake. He's talking about the coming of Christ. And it's very clear that is the declaration of the redemption of God's people. But then you come to places of the Bible like the book of Numbers, you know, or the book of Nehemiah, where You have long genealogies, you have a bunch of statistics, a bunch of family lines and 
how many people were here, how many people belong to this family. And you're like, usually I like to skip that part because I don't get anything out of it. But you really have to ask yourself, why is this here? And believe it or not, Christ is even in that too. It's much harder to find, but it's there. So when we get to that portion of reading it for the year, we will go through it. We're not going to skip it. Everything in the Bible is there for a reason even if we don't know what the reason is. So I encourage you to take some time to look at it sometime and, and dissect it. Take it apart. Why is this here? And you may find something wondrous in it. So those are the five things that I do to help absorb the word as best as possible. I hope you found this helpful, and I hope that you'll join us in going through the Bible together from front to back in a year. Thank you for your time. I'm Ryan and have a great day. God bless you.